The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And even though it's usually with Dom and Charles, Dom is not here today. But instead, we have Jennifer Ford Hater, an artist extraordinaire and someone who very creepily followed us around for actually a couple of months or something. See, you keep saying couple of months. I don't know how terrible it was for you, but it was actually only less than one month. Oh, it was less than one month. <laughs> but this was last year and she just kept on taking these creepy photos everywhere we went. But we're going to find out why she did it right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, so Jennifer, let's go back to the very beginning. Yeah. You're an artist. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, studying my master's at the moment. It's a pure academic pursuit of art. Mm. And this is in England that you're yeah, yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In London, the centre of the universe. Yes. I've oh, got, much I've better got than... libraries and cafes that stay open past two o'clock. It's extraordinary. It's, um, unbel- well, we don't know what you're even talking about mm-hmm. with, with, here in Sydney. But then you rang me about, I don't know, like about a year ago, over yeah. a year ago. Like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and you went, "Hello, I'm from England. Can I come and photograph you?" What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's why I love stalking people. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm 25 years old as well, so I'm almost the same age as the chaser. So yeah. I've got no reason at all to know what the hell the chaser is. No. And I was intent. I was obsessed with. Um, coming to find you all. And actually, it starts even creepily than just a phone call. I had a picture of the boys, the chaser boys, Hmm. um, stuck up on my wall above my desk (laughs) at the beginning of my degree. So that's where it actually started. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and then I ended up quite quickly in your phone and then in your house when I met you. And then, Hmm. yeah, so it's kind of, I probably shouldn't be here. You should probably... Hmm. No. Ring some people. <laughs> yes, we should, yeah, we're called Crime Stoppers. The weirdest thing to me is that before that, didn't you go to Ukraine or something to do photos of yeah. Ukraine? So like, my isn't whole... that far more important than fucking Chaser? <laughs> yeah, so my whole kind of interest at the moment is I'm photographing contemporary journalists, the people that we love to hate, and it was quite handy. We had quite a lot of big global events happening in Europe at the time. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you heard the Queen died. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. it's shocking. Um, Oh, it's yeah. gone too soon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we had, you know, and we had several prime ministers. So the, really the world's press was coming to me and then war in Ukraine. I mean, the tickets to Ukraine, mm. so cheap. I yes. think it was about 15 quid. Really? It's a, a bargain. Mm. And they've got a coach. I had a, took a coach out there. It's mm. fantastic. It's a great sort of... Uh, package holiday deal uh, and I was photographing all these journalists that were kind of going over the border and some of them it was their first war and they were super excited and they were gonna like you know get up close and personal with bombs uh, and it's quite interesting there's quite a large amount of like Middle Eastern journalists as well that had been for so long covering the beat in 
you know, Syria. One of them showed me pictures of like ISIS he had on his phone. He spent his birthday with ISIS. Oh my god! Uh, and so he was quite. Do they give good birthday presents? They tried to offer him a rocket launcher, but he was like, <laughs> "I probably shouldn't accept this." No, yeah, yeah. you're uh, going to stay impartial. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the that's what they teach you in journalism school. Don't yeah. accept the rocket launcher. Yeah, in case it then makes you have favourable coverage. Of the, <laughs> I mean, would it, how would it affect your coverage at the, oh, at the yeah. chaser? If would someone it... gave me a rocket launcher, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go for their life. <laughs> it's better than the, what is it, the Qantas lounge or whatever. Yeah, and also them. women's rights. We don't need women's rights. We've got a rocket launcher. <laughs> Who needs a woman when you've got a rocket launcher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they were quite enjoying that now it was a war in Europe and yes, so they got to travel Much, much more easy, better, better facilities. Well, they just sort of got to sort of mm. not have... Uh, really distressing images of their own people being blown up and instead it was other people. <laughs> so yes. It was a, a nice holiday break for them as well. But also presumably the plugs would all be the same, but the right size. They didn't have to bring all the adapters and stuff, <laughs> things that's so close. Yeah, so I was so on you, the you, you, yeah. Was it scary? No. And I went on my own. I was meant to have a friend come with me who mm. had gone over to like Kosovo and stuff and was a real cool you know, like action star. Mm. She uh, she couldn't find a babysitter. And so it was like, you go. And so I was just sort of stuck at Luton Airport, which I think is more scary than um, oh, yeah. than Ukraine. It's mm. like our version of Frankston, but somehow worse and more depressing. For Sydney listeners, it's a bit like living in Tempe or something. <laughs> and yeah, so I just went out on my own, stayed in a nice, a really nice little Polish mm. B&B place. And um, had a nice time around it. It was actually really weird because a load of Americans had just gone over because they, in their mind, they were going to fix the whole war. Mm. Uh, and they got there, didn't speak Polish, didn't speak Ukrainian, didn't speak Russian, <laughs> didn't have a car, didn't know any geography, didn't, you know, mm. completely useless. And so they got hidden and, and were forced to make sandwiches. And so they would have a whole like shift making sandwiches throughout the day and they'd be let out at night to go back home. So you could walk around. It was this tiny little, like, on the border of Ukraine and Poland, this tiny little village in Poland, and you could just close your eyes and it was all these loud Americans um, sort of speaking about how they were upset they were forced to make sandwiches all day. There's one guy, he was like I got refused entry to the American army and that's why I'm here and it's like, how do you not Get into the American army. What, yeah, what, is <laughs> what is going on with you? Like, <laughs> so that was the type of people there. Right. Um, so they, so they were freelancers. Yeah, they just come over to, thinking, to, yeah, to, to sort of there's a war it. on. Yeah, yeah, you need an American there. Yes, uh, and the Poles and and the Ukraine just went just going that. Nah. nah, you can make some okay. sandwiches. They had so sandwich. many sandwiches actually. You got a whole lot of photos out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went back in time, and all the kind of retired journalists and stuff. Like, it was one guy. Spoke to like he's lost both his legs above his knee, and you know was wheeled down a church in London just after it happened. You know to sort of, mm. to ra- to help raise money for the paper to help continue their reporting. And so I don't know how you would feel if you'd just come back from a war zone, you'd lost your legs, mm. and your editor had sort of put you in a wheelchair and marched and you around Fleet you Street. Out yeah, to raise money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, they should have put a bucket on my chair. <laughs> like that's how it felt like. Uh, and it was all these like terrible stories of like bits of camera ending up in the necks of their friends and killing them and yeah really depressing heavy stuff and then I went into a sort of um, a circle of like the investigative journalists who were all being sued into oblivion 
and losing all their money. And I think there was one, I photographed Carol Codwaller, who basically discovered, blew the whistle on the whole sort of Cambridge Analytica scandal Mm. and Brexit and all of that stuff. I photographed her and the next day, the court, I think, announced that she'd won the case and she was right to publish what she did. But somehow she still owed the people money. Mm. So I don't know how that works exactly. And I worked a lot with the Daphne Foundation as well. And Daphne Caruana Galizia was the first European journalist to be murdered in Europe for ages or whatever because she wrote about how the government in Malta were very corrupt. And they sent a whole load of London lawyers to sort of attack her. And they would send her like 50 pages of emails a day of just complete legal mumbo jumbo, you know, with nothing, just to sort of harass her and fill up her inbox, basically. And then someone ended up someone who knows who uh, maybe the government that she attacked for many years but um who knows blew up her car and oh her uh, yeah and her son recalls he was walking down the street and found her knee in the street uh. yeah and i and i met them all they were having a church service to kind of, kind of memorialize that and everyone was like you know crying and you know praying to god for answers and for resolution so i was down in the trenches of journalism so what possessed you to follow this path like why were you doing it journalists are all people that we love to hate and also i think photography is a great excuse to be somewhere you shouldn't and the old kind of i don't want to sound too conspiratorial but there's always always a thing of like with the mainstream media they're all in a group and you don't know what how it works inside and that's because you the normal person doesn't really know how it works and how something gets turned from a story into a published thing in a newspaper and that and it's a really complex thing. Mm. And so I was like, I just want to find it out. You want to poke look, around. look yeah. behind the scenes and actually get yeah. a sense of it mm, and, and document it in a way where you can then show it to everyone else. Mm, exactly. And journalists actually are quite an underreported story themselves. Yes. Even though, I mean, there's loads of books on journalism and written as autobiographies and stuff. But it's all about them. It's not really about the kind of the industry. The process. And the, and, yeah, and the yeah. bad points. And, the <laughs> <laughs> and it is true because, you know, you put your camera on. This is what happened with you when you arrived in Australia. You put the camera on and suddenly you just melted into the background <laughs> and we just let you take photos of us wherever we were doing. That's good that you say that because I felt like I was about five inches from your face <laughs> with a massive flash all the time. Going, yes. <laughs> so it's good. I'll put that in my quote book. <laughs> she melts away. It wasn't disturbing at all in any sense. But it is true. Look, but it gave you a sort of license to be there. Like there was the camera meant that you were sort of like, Oh, okay. She's legit because mm. she's got a camera, and I don't know why she's here. But because I don't think I ever really quite understood. No, why you... and you never introduced me to the rest of the team. Oh, I did I not? No, no. <laughs> so like, Dom turned up, and he was like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, don't worry." <laughs> Click. <laughs> sort of perfect in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And the same Sorry. with Cam as well. Like yeah. they were all just like, <laughs> but that's kind of I like that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, my so organisational abilities <laughs> coming to the fore. Don't you think that it's just not like the chaser is not nearly on the same scale? Like I sort of feel like you've sort of already turned direction in your careers and, and gone down a terribly, you know, <laughs> like surely you should be sticking around, you know, heading over to, I don't know, Gaza or something like that. Rather, Like what was the pivot point where you went, okay, well, I've done Ukraine, now I'm going to go to Australia, that... Badlands. 
So, I mean, Australia's got very unique. Because it wasn't just Chase that you came out to, to photograph, wasn't mm-hmm. it? You, you photographed a series of people. Who, who else did you? I mean, going back to the serious, I photographed Kate McClough. I, d- I never checked how you say her name. I hope that's how you say her name. She's got fantastic eyebrows. That's all that matters to me. Right, yes. I was really interested in um, Juanita Nielsen's story back in the 70s. So my history of Sydney and Australia is really weird. It is just like the chaser, Juanita Nielsen, <laughs> and the Tollpuddle Martyrs, and that's about it. If you ask me where, like, you know, Wollongong is, I don't know. Mm. Try again. Or Brisbane. I never know well, where Brisbane is. Well, they're both shit old. <laughs> so I wouldn't worry. Yeah. Who else? Friendly Geordies. What was he like? Very good. I treated him quite badly, I think, and was quite strict with him. I was very, I played mother a little bit because it was him and his kind of team and they're all like young boys. Mm. So I was like, okay, we're going to do this and don't stop playing with that and focus on me and, you know, you've, you've looked enough over there. Let's do it. So I was very strict and motherly with him. And I think... Well, did so did he, he was, introduce his team to you? Like, he did, yeah. yeah, so, so yeah. He was more polite. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so actually he was so distracted because he's lost his house keys you know but it wasn't his house firebomb well yeah so this is the anecdote that I was saying and so I stopped him from looking for his keys and I was like you don't need to look for them they're not important I'm just going to photograph you you can look for them later or, you know whatever it doesn't matter I'm right, don't, I don't yeah. care about your house keys I'm here to photograph you uh, and then I left and then a day later his house had been firebombed so I'm saying if if I oh, hadn't yeah. had been there and he would have found his keys, he would have died in his sleep. Yes, so, um, so you saved him. I did. You saved yeah. his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about burying the lead. <laughs> That'll make you a very unpopular person in uh, Australia, yeah, saving yeah. his life. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know I don't know whether to publicise that or not. It uh, depends who I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. And the whole point of doing this is that you then went back to London mm-hmm. and put it all together mm-hmm. into some sort of exhibition. Is that right? Well, yeah, it's sort of an, it's a it's a moving project, uh, moving archive we call it. And I'm still technically shooting it. I'm still mm. busy. Uh, so I shot sort of our version of Mark Humphreys very recently called Nish Kumar, who mm. also had his show cancelled. So Mark can relate to him. Oh, they, right. they should yeah, get yeah. together and have a sort of tete a tete, or just a cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and do their own podcast. And uh, yeah, and I shot Russell Brand recently as well. So I'm still technically shooting it. It's sort of a moving archive. And I basically, what that means is that I stare at pictures of your face for just hours mm. to try and oh, fit that's... them into various places. And it takes many different forms. I've got some interest to put it all in a book and to publish it somewhere as a book and as exhibitions. And eventually, so I, I went out to take photos of Andrew as well, mm. the hot one from The Chaser. Yeah. And his portrait has won some awards. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool! So he's lived up to that title, and it's just in time, yeah, 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 just in time for his new show and his theatre thing as well. Um, but we shan't plug his things today. No, no, well, we should. If you haven't seen everything yet, Australian Epic is now all the whole se- season is on iView. Mm-hmm. I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but. My fucking God, it's good. It is. And I, and I actually, 
I think you should watch the Stephen Bradbury episode first because I think it sets up the concept and there's quite a lot of Chris and Andrew in that episode. So, so Right, so you've already won awards. You had it on a little bit in, in London. Yeah, so I had an initial one where I kind of rebuilt the Chaser newsroom, I called it, um, in sort of 3D. I blasted the podcast out. In particular, I blasted Cole Makes Me Come, which <laughs> That's great. is fantastic to an audience of people who don't know who Scott Morrison is who don't care, who it was a song that was, it's out of date by now, don't understand. Oh, look, it's a timeless um, classic, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It made them listen more because they were like, why is cum suddenly being said (laughs) so many times so loudly? And yeah, there were so many Wiggle songs as well. And people were like, what the hell is this? Like Wiggle parody songs that you did? Do you realise that you did so many? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that back in the sort of, um, during Radio Chaser or something? No idea. I just was like, I need some tunes to bang out yeah. and it's all these wiggle songs um, so I had a little bit of that a little bit uh, so you know I've been doing the the good work of uh, advertising the chaser for you in London lovely and we got a few extra you should have seen it in your analytics a few extra London listeners of oh, the podcast oh right oh well hello to our London listeners <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a few of them came back to me a few days later and was like, I don't understand any of the people being mentioned. Like, who is, what's his name? With the man with the leg. Oh, Ben Robert <laughs> yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is Ben Robert Smith? And I was like, oh, well, he kicked an old man off a goat. No, off a cliff. Off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I did a little, little, little bit of that. And then now I'm back in Australia. Yes. With a, with a big exhibition mm-hmm. at the Tap Gallery in Sydney, in Surrey Hills. It starts on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Yes. And goes all week. So the 14th of November to I think the 19th of November, is that right? Yes, that sounds right. But on Tuesday night, like, tomorrow night, you're having sort of drinks, like yes. the opening night It's a party. Drinks. So it's a private view. Oh, so, okay. No, so anyone can come, but because yes. we call it a private view, if we don't like the look of you, if you're not sort of elite enough, yes. then we can kick you out. you've got to be so. arty. Mm-hmm. So you got to, do people have to dress sort of? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's just the look. Yeah, right. No, it's a very low bar. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and there's lots of free drinks. So come and drink all the drinks, please. Yeah, because so. I think young Henry's has sort of decided to just give you a whole lot of beer, mm-hmm. haven't they? To, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be good. And their cider, the ginger beer, that'd be nice. We have, and we've got... Gin and tonic, they're gin and tonic as well. So Well, they did gin and tonic. Yeah. Charles is now coming, he wasn't before. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I'm now definitely coming. And then on Friday, which would be, I think, the 17th, is it? Whatever the Friday is, we are doing this podcast live from the art exhibition, like in the middle of the art exhibition. It's called The Chase Report Live and Arty. I think what we'll do is we'll record it. I don't know whether we'll necessarily put it up on this feed. We might put it for subscribers or something because we did some experiments with live shows last year. Were you around? when we No, I just missed it. I was so annoyed. And what we found was although they were very enjoyable on the night and a huge amount of fun, uh, they didn't translate very well into listenable to (laughs) content, Uh, especially the first couple, uh, certainly I, and I think everyone made the mistake of getting way too drunk. <laughs> so we won't be doing that again. But well, so, so there are free drinks at this one as well. Yes, the- <laughs> so especially the gin and tonic. Mm. That's going to be. A <laughs> oh yes, nightmare. it's all like eight percent and stuff. It's really like oh, okay. it's like pure acetone kind yeah. of levels of alcohol. Oh so, dear. Uh, okay. Right so on. yeah, just repeat the same mistakes and it will be fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely. Uh, anyway, so come along to that. Tickets are thirty dollars. You can buy tickets if you Google Chaser Report Live and Arty or something. 
you'll be able to get tickets. It we'll will just, come up, yeah. And yeah. if you look at the Tap Gallery website, they have a link to the. Oh, do they have the, a link now? They the, do. The, I they've think. got an ad for it, but they don't have a link to the. Oh, okay, maybe tickets. I'll double check. I thought yeah. they did have a link. You'll find it. We yeah, believe in you. It. You're smart. Yeah, you'll figure exactly. it out. Because I think there's only like 60 people are allowed to come to that, so mm-hmm. I think yeah. that Bespoke. will probably sell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if we don't like the look of you, you can fuck off. If we don't like the look of you, you can come and talk on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and and I think we, that podcast will concentrate on artiness. Mm-hmm. Are you you're going to do the podcast with us? Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. surprise announcement. I'm going to. Yeah, there. you'll be the special guest of uh. honor, the artist. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is the exhibition? Like, what, <laughs> can you give us a sense of what we're going to see? So, Tap Gallery is a really famous kind of little place in Surrey Hills. The woman that owns it is a complete like matriarch of the area who's been doing it since I think the 70s or 80s. Yeah, at least that. Mm. And it's really known for nude art. So clothes optional at the the party and the the podcast (laughs) recording. There is, I think she's doing in this on the same night. And it's a, it's a range, it's a sort of a a sprinkling of all the different stories and all the different um, journalists that I've encountered. There's some fantastic portraits of Mark Humphreys. Yes. It's very easy to photograph, fantastic to photograph. And are we going to see the Andrew Hansen one that won we an will, award? Yeah. Yes. That's oh, got a fantastic. special frame. So. Okay. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Right. Special. And there's one of Gabby as well, isn't there? There is, yes. there is. Yeah, I love that one of Gabby. She looks fantastic. I hope she doesn't mind it. I haven't asked her. I've just sort of... Well... Uh, <laughs> I hope you have, Charles. <laughs> the other people who are coming to the podcast are Mark Humphreys, Giant... No. Who is it? No. It's Mark Humphreys, Gabby Bolt, you, and Craig Rucastle. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a fantastic night. It will. And I want yes. to photograph Craig so much, so I'm going to sort of force him into a corner and get a date off him. But um, Yes. No, that's a good so idea. So that's what I will be doing that evening. Yeah. So. Well, he, he does the most dangerous work of any journalist, which is... Uh, the fight against plastic bags. Yeah, lovely to see you. And I'll, we'll see you tomorrow night at the Tap Gallery in Surrey Hills. If you're not in Sydney, suck shit. Um, well, speak, to, speak to your local art, uh, gallery. art gallery and yes. tell them you want to see photos of Charles. So, yeah. And they'll be, yes, please, you know, yes. and we'll be there. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.